Welcome everyone. Here on Women of Color in Business, you will find your tribe of brilliant and bold women of color entrepreneurs. Our goal is to expose you to the concept of being a brave, successful entrepreneur while prioritizing your wellness throughout your journey. On this podcast, I will interview fantastic women of color entrepreneurs in all stages of business. This platform will also provide you with mental health solutions, great meditations, affirmations, small step tools for creating great habits, and a whole lot more. Our total focus is to inspire and assist your success journey holistically and in wellness. Thank you for joining us today and choosing to learn and grow with us. So hello, Ebony. It's wonderful to meet you. I'm so happy you agreed to be a part of our program and to share your business journey with our listeners. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to imparting my knowledge and, and sharing some tips along the way. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's start with you sharing with us um, your name, your business, and the mission of your business. Uh, so my name is Ebony. I am a registered nurse turned implementation strategist. And my mission is to really help take people from um, ideation to creation to completion. Um, the the whole, My whole being and, and what I enjoy doing the most is helping people who feel like they can't, who have, you know, gotten into a rut, don't know where to begin you know, having all of these feelings of maybe this isn't for me and really helping them, you know, parse through that, reflect on what needs to be done, uh, reframe those things in actionable steps um, and by way of goals and intentions to have a finished product of they've actually completed something. Now, is that thing going to be perfect? Probably not, but it's going to be done and it's going to be something that they can use to then reflect on again, revise and repeat. So that's what I do. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And what's the name of your business? The name of my business is Living with the Purpose. <laughs> oh, nice. Living with the Purpose. Great. And how long have you been in business? I have been in business. I, I feel like officially it has been uh, eight years, but I feel like it's been three okay. um, because the first five was a dumpster dive so I'm sure we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that <laughs> yes, <later>. definitely definitely <laughs> wonderful so how did you get from um a registered nurse to living with the purpose so I um I started off I'm, I'm a dialysis nurse I worked in a dialysis clinic for 15 years and I started realizing that um I wanted to start a business and I think I did what a lot of people do. I'm just going to start a business doing what I do for work. Um, and so my, initially I started my business as a um, dialysis um, wellness nurse. So I, I uh, published a, a dialysis planner, which is still on Amazon. People actually still buy it. I don't even promote it, but people still buy it because uh, it's still good. And um, 
you know, I, I was on a mission to like help people on dialysis understand that they can still be well, help their families understand how to keep, you know, how keep them well. And although I loved it, it wasn't, uh, I felt like it wasn't what I was meant to do. It was something that I wanted to start a business. And so I did it because that's what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. That evolved to me focusing on kidney health, which I, I still talk a lot about that because I feel like I'm more of a preventative person. And so I'm like, let's prevent people, you know, from going on dialysis. I have dialyzed generations of families, meaning oh, I've had wow. grand, grand, grandparents, right. you know, one year. And then a few years later, I've had children, cousins, you know, nieces and nephews. Wow. And so I was like, you know, if they had had, if they would have had, you know, better education, a better sense of how to get a grasp of what was going on, maybe they wouldn't be here today. And then that morphed me into what I'm currently doing, which is time management, productivity, and implementation, because working with those people, what I realized was that they, a lot of people knew what they needed to do. They knew they needed to change their diets. They knew they needed to probably move, you know, exercise a little more. They knew that they should be having their preventative wellness checks and and various checks more frequently. They didn't have the time. You know, they didn't know how to turn what they knew and implement that into action. And, you know, you always hear the the age old thing, pick something, you know, that you're passionate about, pick something that people always ask you questions about. And organization time management has been something people always ask me about, Have you know, Mm. and I I never thought about it. I'm just a naturally organized person. Like, you know how people have, files or whatever, maybe in a Google computer, like I don't have random files anywhere. Every file, every <laughs> file has a folder. Every folder has a name. Wow. You know, I just can't, I don't, I don't function well, you know, that way. And so um, I kind of combined the two in the beginning and it really just turned into me helping um, entrepreneurs either who, who are full-time in their business or who are working on becoming full-time, you know, who are dualpreneurs. Um, you know, business executives sometimes who are trying to manage, you know, the whole executive life. So, so yeah, that's how I got from, you know, starting off as nursing to what I'm doing now. Wow. That's very interesting. Did you find <laughs> um, when you were in the uh, dialysis frame of business and you talked about working with generations, did you find that it was basically a, a lifestyle that they were just repeating over and over? Yes, it was, it was. Grandma didn't, you know, that's what she did. And although they knew it was, it was the disconnect between doing what you knew, like knowing what you know, and actually doing what you know, the doing I find is very difficult for, you know, for anyone, but especially with that, because I mean, and, you know, they were also dealing with a lot. You know, you're probably caring for that loved one. You're also working. You're also not feeling your best because while you're not on dialysis, your body isn't functioning optimally, you know, right. so you're not feeling, you're not, you know, your best either. And so um, it was, it was very different. It's very difficult for people. And that's why even now, you know, I talk about time management and things, but I am still so passionate about um, kidney health because we all know our bodies are systems and your kidneys affect every system in your body and I know so many um, entrepreneurs and 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 business people uh, whether it's career you know you're you're professors collegiately doing things 
high blood pressure, diabetes, stress, heart disease, you know, that that stuff remains, you know, true no no matter what what your career path is. And so, you know, taking care of yourself is is important, which is why I always tell people I'm not always when I'm talking about creating more time and being more efficient with your time, it's not always to do more work. Now, if that's what you need the time for, then great. But most people, they don't need the time to do more work. They need the time to meal prep, to meal plan, to exercise, to just sit and be still, you know, to, to, you know, do devotionals or whatever. If you're, if you're spiritual, a lot of times that's what people need to be creating the more time, you know, for maybe maybe a little bit of business, maybe, but it's not always all about work. It's really about, you know, overall well-being. Got you. So, so what I hear you saying is that you help people get organized so they can utilize that time to do what is needed. Yes. It's not always additional work hours. It's no. what is needed to help make them whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wonderful. sometimes it might be, you know, that's the harmony of life. Sometimes 75% of that free time might need to be dedicated to work, but that's a, that's not to make a norm out of it. That's just the you know, something that needs to be done. We we all, you know, get into those moves where we don't want right. to be in hustle and grind mode all, all the time. But there are moments, you know, at seasons where that's called for. So, gotcha. yeah. Okay, wonderful. So when you were getting started in your business, um, living with a purpose, what was your biggest challenge? Uh, my biggest challenge that I didn't know was a challenge at the time was I wasn't doing my due diligence on things. I wasn't fully um, investigating things, researching things. And I was just so, so, you know, not anxious, but I was so excited and uh-huh. so ambitious <laughs> to, you know, start and create this business and start, you know, helping people and doing the things <laughs> yeah. that I didn't know you know, certain things and me being me, I'm like, I just figured out the wrong way. Like I'm going to be fine. You know, that's how I always roll. And that wasn't, you know, the, the best thing to do because then you make, you make, you know, stupid mistakes. And I know some people say some, you know, mistakes are stupid. And I think there are levels to everything. Right. And so I made stupid mistakes. (laughs) Now, did I learn from them? Were they lessons? Will I ever repeat them again? No, but they could have been avoided, you Mm. know, had I slowed down a little bit. and really you know understood what I was doing why I was doing it and how how was that going to impact you know my life and my business okay so what is a mistake you can share with us that could have been prevented with more research (laughs) so I (laughs) we had we and this is like probably my first I I will never forget this we had um here I'm in Baltimore Maryland and we have uh, every year it's it's a um like a health expo and I was like oh health I mean health expo right I'm talking about health expo and um and so for my statement one of them didn't know my target audience because had I would have known my target audience I would have known that while yeah they're they're selling you know come join this thing and be a part of this thing it's tens of thousands of people are coming but those tens of thousands of people were not my target market uh. and so um, so I went, you know, paid quite a bit of money to do, to do the thing and to, um, like, and to advertise before then, but I didn't have a website. Like I didn't have any of those things. So I'm paying for people to be sent to a site that is just being built, you know, and this was like all in a package. So, so long story short, I spent a lot of money 
uh, to participate in that thing. And it was no return on investment for it because it wasn't where I needed to be. But gotcha. I didn't know that. Right, you know, I right. heard health. I do health. And right. I equated the two because I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't really do my research. And so, yeah, that I, that sticks with me <laughs> in this day. <laughs> and that, I think that is something that a lot of us experience because like you said, we're excited about our new business. We're trying to find ways to get the word out there. And when we find something that seems to make sense, you know, it's in our arena, we immediately think, okay, I fit there. But to your yes. point, we have to look deeper and see, is this my target market? Is this, yeah. what, what would be my return on this investment? Yes. Because attending those events, they, they charge you for being yes. a vendor at those events. So mm -hmm. to your point, looking back, you saw where I don't have my website up. I don't have this and got you. Very good point. Very good point. So sometimes that excitement has to be kind of balanced out and we have to look at the full picture to see does this make sense? Yes. And yes. even Put some of that energy into researching a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and even, e even if it sounds wonderful, maybe next year, you know, maybe mm -hmm. next year I'll be more prepared. Let me just wait. Yes. As opposed to spending this money. Great. Yes. List. Great. Listen, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you started your business, um, Ebony, did you have a, a mentor or someone you can talk to about your progress and your decision making? Or was it really just you learning about it on your own? In the beginning, it was just me. Um, I was, well, I did, well, I, I was a big online course girl. Still okay. am kind of, but, but, but I would say that's probably something else I would not advise, um, you know, new or, you know, thinking about starting, starting a business would be to sign up for every free webinar, webinar, <laughs> online course or whatever, because once again, what you don't understand in the beginning is there's people make business look easy, but it is a strategy. It is a method to the madness. It is a technique. And if you're following 15 different people taking 15 different webinars, trying to buy 15 different courses, <laughs> um, those 15 different programs and, and techniques and strategies are not all going to work together. You know, they they don't. And I think I did that in the beginning. I felt like that would, would be enough guidance. If I listen to enough smart people, right, right. <laughs> I will be able to take something away from all that they're saying. And all I did was confuse myself. Ah. Um, and so, and I, and I'm already, um, a re recurring or recovering like perfectionist. So I would create so much content, so many things, so many programs, just ah. I could create until the cows came home, but when right. it came time to actually put it out there, you know, I second guessed myself, Oh, I don't know. It's not quite right. Because uh -huh. I was more focused on the amount of stuff to do versus, ah you know, the quality of what it was that I really needed to do. And so um, I would say that's another thing I would suggest people not to do. Identify who you are first, you know, who you want to be in your business. How do you want to show up? And then follow one or two people who who resonate with that, because okay. that's what I ended up doing. Um, and I ended up getting a coach, um, Michelle, the lovely Michelle Green Rhodes. Um, uh -huh. She's amazing. Uh, check out the Color of Wellness. 
And um, and that's when, you know, my path became street, as you will. Okay. <laughs> you can say that. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful tip there. Because um, I know a lot of us, when we get started, we don't know quite where to begin. And like you said, there's so much information out there. You do a search for something and you get so many options that pop up and you end up all over the place. And that eats up a lot of your time and energy too. But mm -hmm. the point you made was wonderful that you're, you have to have a strategy. You have to know who you are mm -hmm. and find people that are in line with that and follow them to progress your progress. Sounds yeah, wonderful. because what it starts to do is it, it messes. I feel like um, entrepreneurship exposes, uh, it exposes your weaknesses. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you are not, you know, sure of yourself, you know, sometimes a lot of the, you know, if things aren't going right, then you start to have doubts. You know what I mean? You're you're resentful, you're disappointed, you're frustrated. And none of those things, you know, those things take the capacity away from you. And they, they don't allow you to then be creative and, you know, think positively a lot of time because you're just, you're so down. And so, um, you know, knowing, knowing that, you know, in the beginning and, and just knowing that that stuff is going to happen is not a reflection of you. It is just a reflection of either your strategy, your technique, you know, what you're doing. Right. And, you know, not to take that in and take it so personally that it then affects, you know, your entire dream. Got you. Got you. Very, very great. Wonderful. Yeah. I hope our listeners got a hold of that because you, what you're basically saying is when you're going through those times and you have those feelings, that's not an red flag that you need to quit you mm -hmm. know or that you've lost that's yes. part of the progress that's yes. part of the process you got to mm -hmm. keep going through wonderful wonderful I like that I also like that you made a point about creativity that um you are great at creating things and I mm -hmm. think that's another um area that entrepreneurs need to be aware of is to know what you're good at but also know where you need help um, because sometimes because we're not getting help in the areas that we needed, we have put all our energy into the area that we're good at, but we need to look at all the areas of our business. So what yes. advice do you have for our listeners on that point? I would say uh, I'm big on, on like audits, <laughs> okay. time audits. I teach a lot of but I feel like that is more of like a, a self audit. You know, we hear all these, you know, the disc assessments and all these assessments where you right. um, measure, you know, your strengths and weaknesses. And I think those things are important um, because sometimes you don't understand even that you're strong in something, you know, because you, what it, what that thing is, you don't, you would not see that characteristic in yourself. Gotcha. And, um, and so, you know, it's important to whatever kind of assessment you do, even if it's just a paper where you, you know, make a line and put strengths and weaknesses, you know, mm -hmm. to just, you know, start somewhere, but identify, because like you said, I think that was a great point. That was like, if I was, if I'm counting now, number three thing that I didn't do is I was great at, you know, creating things and also acknowledging that, that your creative creativity is not only artistic. Um, and so for a long time, I had, you know, negative self-talk around the fact that I wasn't very creative, which mm -hmm. actually wasn't true. You know, it's mm -hmm. not that I wasn't creative. I was, I'm just creative in a different way. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not artistically, you know, creative, right. I'm not musically creative. 
-hmm. but but I am very creative with with you know words and speaking and things like that so but so that was the like if I had done that years ago weakness would have been creativity for me but I did that was because I didn't understand the full scope of actually what it is and so I think really just I think all of this and a lot of this stuff probably should be done before you even start your business Right. Like don't like don't make your business an expensive hobby by by doing all of this once you get in. You right. know, I think these are things that should be done and considered and, and worked through, you know, as a prerequisite, if you Got will, you. to starting your business. Got you. So maybe while you're still working a full time job, you know, use your side hustle time to work these things out. Mm-hmm. I like you what you said about not making your business an expensive hobby. I love that term. Yes. Because it's a hobby because you're not making profit with it yet. It's not really up and running yet, but you're pouring money into it and you Mm got to get, you got to set the foundation first. Yes. Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. So you spoke earlier about um, being in your business, being open for eight years, but you feel Mm -hmm. like the first, the last three years, you've really been in business. So what changed in the last three years, different from the first five? Uh, what changed was that I decided that I needed to be in action. And it's funny because as implementation, <laughs> an efficiency person, <laughs> like that action usually isn't a problem for me. You know what I mean? But when it came to, it, it's just the the things that I was doing, it meant so much and it became so personal that I just didn't want to show up as anything less, you know, than excellent. But what I realized was that I'm never going to grow and things are never going to grow. People are never going to know I exist. I am never going to be able to explain what I do if I don't talk about it. And so you will have those growing pains where, you know, you're doing videos or or interviews or something and you're like, struggling to you know figure out how to articulate you know what what you want to say and what you do but articulating it in a way that is like this like what we're doing that's conversational that you can uh, explain it you know in in regular terms and it and it flows it takes time and so um I just had to you know actually put myself out there and just say I'm doing this you know I am one of those black and white people I know as many people like me where is either I'm doing it or I'm not I like it or I don't like right. it is not a lot of gray <laughs> not a lot of gray area with me and my therapist always reminds me like the warm water is fine meaning you know swim a little <laughs> bit more in that middle because she knows I'm like that she's like well, the warm water is fine because <laughs> I'm like just very hot and cold and so right. I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable um in that in that space I had to get comfortable uh, with doing something that I in my mind felt like it was 30 percent of my capability but being mm-hmm. okay with releasing that because I know that in order to get it where I want it I have to let it go you know and then it has to come back in a in a form of a lesson that was either you know I need some work on it or it worked out Right. But, um, you know, and just release that, that, um, and some, I mean, some people call it, it is fear, but also some of it is just, um, you either, you don't want to embarrass yourself or, you know, right. you don't want to disappoint yourself. You don't want to fail. I have a bad, um, toxic history with failure and, oh, right. I don't want to fail. I mean, even if it's, 
I could be playing. I, like that's the reason why I don't, I've never played like team sports. I am horrible. Competitive. I am horrible. You do not want me on your team. You do not want me on your team. Because I am like, if I'm coming to basketball practice every day and you come twice a week and you miss the shot, I'm going to have a problem with you. Because uh-huh. I come every day, I practice when I'm not here. You know, I'm like, I'm like that. And so <laughs> I have learned to ease up on that a little bit. But but yeah, I'm just so, I just don't want to, you know, do anything wrong. And I feel like I had to grow out of that. In this life, you're going to do stuff wrong all the time. I'm right. going to do stuff wrong. And I ain't know full well what I should be doing and just embracing that, that that is part gotcha. of life. This is part of my journey and, gotcha. you know, and just flowing. Very good. It. Yeah. Very good point. Cause I think a lot of us, we get paralyzed sometimes because we're trying to be perfect and mm-hmm. there is no perfection. So it's a combination of trying to be perfect and not wanting to get out of our comfort zone and judging mm-hmm. ourselves for not being so perfect. Like, I, I don't know how it's going to come out. So it's, I just won't try it, you know, as opposed to, yes. you know, there are some things that I know I'm really good at, you know, I can kind of gauge what the result is going to be, but this area right here, I'm not sure. So I'm just going to avoid it, but you made a very good point. The only way, and I think this is a t- this is the tough process for most people. The only way mm-hmm. to get through that is to go through it. I mean, there is no yes. nice, neat, painless way no. to get through it. You just have to go through it, feel uncomfortable, feel like you don't know what you're doing and come out on the other side. Yes. Your points. And have a plan for that uncomfortableness. You know, give yourself grace, you know, and right off the bat, this is not, because this is not going to be perfect. Like, just tell yourself, don't don't be surprised because now you're having (laughs) feelings and you're reacting versus responding. You know right. what I mean? And I, like I said, I'm a plan girl. And sometimes I'm a plan girl. So it's a fault. My husband's like, can't plan out everything. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try, but um, <laughs> I'm going to try. But, but some things, you know, a lot of things planning is useful. So just knowing, you know, knowing that having a plan for, and everybody's different. So whatever your plan looks like for processing through, you know, those feelings that come up for you, just, you know, have work, work with that. You know, and sometimes you don't know until it happens, but know that right. when those feelings come up, I have to do something with them. Right. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times you don't know what it's going to be. Sometimes it's different than the last. Right. Uh, you know, right. this life is fluid. You know, this yes, life it is. is fluid. Yes, it is. So you just have to, you know, just, just, but as long as you have, you know, a good understanding of, you know, potentially what could come up for you, I think you'll be, but good, you'll be good. But, but know that you'll feel, you'll feel some kind of way. <laughs> right, right, great. I'm I'm so happy you shared that because I think a lot of times we feel like we're all alone in feeling these ways, you know, mm-hmm. because um, not everyone takes the leap to build a business. And sometimes when we're looking at people and their success, we're thinking they got there so easily, so mm-hmm. smoothly. They must have been good at every single thing. They knew who to call for whatever. But to understand... Um, and to see that everybody goes through the same journey, you know, just mm-hmm. at different paces in different ways with different personalities, but mm-hmm. we're all just journeying to get there step by step. And it's not all easy yes. and it's not all pretty. No. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful. I love Much it. of it is very ugly. Yes, very it is. Ugly. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but so it makes beautiful <laughs> moments. Yes, exactly. 
And that leads to my next question. Have you ever quit your business? Well, at least every quarter. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. never stay way long. And right. honestly, it hasn't happened. That hasn't happened in a while. It's it's been like I said, this past three years, I have been. Well, no, I'm 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 not like I'm lying. So this, so it's been like about a year and a half. But I didn't like a year and a half ago, like in the middle of COVID, I didn't quit. But what I realized is that I needed to take a step back because there were some things with myself that I needed to deal with before I could move forward um, uh, with my business. It was, you know, they, I feel like it's, it's a lot of sayings with business. So people say your business can only grow to the level of personal development and self-development uh, that you have. And I felt like I just had reached a ceiling um, with my personal development and it was inhibiting my business development. And so uh, I took maybe a little over a year um, where it's I wasn't completely off, but I Got wasn't you. as active at all. Because, but I was, it was a different, not active as in I talked about my first five years of business because I was doing a lot of work on me. You know, I was like really going to therapy to, you know, one or two times a month. I was actually, you know, doing the work that I was assigned and what I needed to do. I was, um, I took discipleship um, class at my church to kind of, you know, strengthen that area of my life. So I was doing a lot of things, but it was, but they were personal things um, and not business things. And sometimes, you know, I felt, you know, like how you were saying like, Oh, I, you know, I'm quitting, but really it's like, no, you're not quitting. You are equipping. I was equipping myself Uh, (laughs) to deal with the figures (laughs) <laughs> to deal with the figures of business and the, the ebbs and flows of business, but it was just affecting me personally, you know, mm. so much that I had to, you know, I had to stop and process through that, identify, you know, the roots, what is going on, why do I feel like this? And, you know, I had to make, you know, I had to make changes. And I'm so grateful that I did because, um, you know, a year and a half later, it's it's like, that was the right move. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Wonderful. Right move. Wonderful. Yeah. I love that you share that personal development because mm-hmm. business, uh, at, especially when we first start, we are the business. We're the yes. heartbeat of it. We are the source of it. We're the main passion behind it. Mm-hmm. So as you said, we can't grow. The business can't grow beyond who we are. You know, mm-hmm. it can't grow beyond who we're ready to be. So mm-hmm. that is a very good, um, great information, great tidbit for our listeners to know that sometimes you do have to stop um, one flow or slow down one side of it to build up the other side. So mm-hmm. you come back in balance. Yes. I like that. Thanks for sharing that. So when you first started your business, you talked about, you talked about not making your business an expensive hobby. I, I love that. Um, so when you started, did you have, um, how did you fund your business? Was it personal funds, loans, grants, or how financially? Did you fund your business? Yeah, it was in the beginning. It was um, personal funds um, because of, I guess, in the beginning I started, um, I was more into coaching. So my overhead wasn't too high. You know, I I just needed some basics, website, um, you know, lead landing page, email, things like that. Um, And and now I've kind of transitioned more into training. You know, I do have a program. I don't really consider it, I guess, 
I guess it really is a coaching program, but I don't consider it a coaching program because it's very much, you're doing a lot. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? It's more like mm -hmm. I am, you know, I'm, I'm explaining what needs to be done, but the person is actually doing the work because this is the work of their life. You know right. what I mean? I can't right. do, you know, I can't do the work of someone's life um, for them. So, so yeah, that's what I would say, um, you know, is a, is a difference, you know, between now and then. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. So when you're um, living with the purpose, what would you say you love most about what you do in your business? What you love most in what you love least? <laughs> <laughs> um, what I love most is the people uh, that I get to meet along the way. Uh, it's, it's similar. I think that's one thing that drew me to um, working in dialysis is, is you you work really closely with people you see your patients three four times a week three four four and a half hours a day you know that's a long time that you're right. spending um with other people and I love that part like I didn't love that the people were on dialysis but I love you know I sit with them I get to know them you know I'm taking care of them I know their families you know we had families that would bring us whole Thanksgiving dinners you know on Thanksgiving <laughs> because we we only closed on Christmas and right. so um you know we were there you know all year all year round you know we were just always open and so I like um connecting with people I like working with people and so that is like my favorite part when I meet someone and I know that that they feel like this is not going to happen. Like for instance, I work with, um, I work with a coach and I help her students. I help her students transition to success. Okay. So I, you know, she teaches, but I reinforce, you know, I reinforce her teaching, but I also come in and I help them with logistics and I help them with planning and I help them with implementation so that they actually finish the program. Gotcha. And and so it's interesting working with people over a year and, you know, in the beginning of the program, and then she has a point in time where it's time to launch, you know, your, you it's time to launch your thing and people get so, you know, just <laughs> nervous. I can't do this all of a sudden. And, and her course is set up to where you're, you're all along the way, you are building all the access that you need in order to launch the thing. So, and I'm like, you have everything you need. I mean, I've been with you for, you know, six, seven months. Right. you know I we've been talking about it you have everything you need um and it was one particular class where it was like half of the class that we were meeting and they were like I don't think I'm be able to do this and I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm that tough love nurse like uh -huh. <laughs> I, if you want that you know that sugar stuff I'm not gonna give you sugar all the time <laughs> like that's not me you know what I mean okay. that's, that's not me and so they did not get sugar um, from me that night. I was just like, no, like, you know, you have come too far. You are prepared. What you're feeling is normal. However, we, we're going to keep moving. You know, we're right. going to move through this uncomfortable spaces. I feel like so many people, I mean, how many, I, I'm not one to take an online class and not finish it because I'm just not, but I know of many people. Who right. Don't. Right. You know what I mean? Because because you look at the videos, you have your worksheets and your PDFs and things, but when it's time to actually implement it, you, you don't. Right. And, um, and, you know, and some people who, who would say, I, I'm one of those people, I'm not a procrastinator, but if it's something I don't want to do, if it's something I don't know how to do, I'm procrastinating. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm procrastinating. Right. You know what I mean? So even people who don't consider themselves procrastinators, 
there are things that you procrastinate in. Right. And, you know, and identifying those things and knowing how to work through them is what's going to get you over those humps. But so that's that's my favorite part is just seeing people who who because anybody can do it. You know, any of us can do anything. It's right. just are you going to push through right. to do it? And so I love being that that force that helps people over that hump. So that's Wonderful. my favorite. That's Wonderful. my favorite thing to do. I love my that. My least favorite, my least favorite is like writing emails and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really, you know, I don't really care for that. So it's funny, I, I write, I'm an executive contributor um, with the Color Wellness. So I, write, I write articles every month and I love to do that. But it's something about, uh, that's why I got into podcasting. I used to write blogs and, you know, you had to format it and make sure right. you got all of these, you know, bullets. And I was right. just like, this is just, <laughs> it's just something about it. And, it, and and once again, it made me procrastinate because it was something I just did not enjoy doing anymore. And gotcha. so I wasn't, I wasn't in action because it was just something I just had to give myself permission to switch to a different format, which I did. And then, you know, I'm, I'm video audio. We can do this all day. You know, right, I right. how to edit. like I was just looking today, you know, I, mean, I watch people's YouTube trying to improve myself and how people zoom in and out, you know, on that thing. Right, I'm, right. I'm like, okay, I got that. I'm going to play with that. But yeah, so, so yeah, I just, what I, what I, what I like least is like emails and, okay. and stuff like that. <laughs> I'd much rather get on a discovery call with somebody, but I understand that it's important. Hence, like you said, just find right. what, right. what's going to, you know, cause you to slow down. <laughs> Got you. Okay. A couple of points there. You said what you like most was working with people and seeing people get to the finish line. And I think that's mm-hmm. really key um, because I think most people don't realize, especially entrepreneurs, we don't realize that the most successful people in business have coaches. They don't just do yes. it themselves. They don't just have all the answers themselves. They realize that they need assistance. Mm -hmm. So if the billionaire needs assistance, like if Oprah needs a coach, don't you think Mm -hmm. you could utilize one? You know? Exactly. And I think that's something that tends to be a little foreign to us sometimes. We kind of think um, in terms of the bootstrap, we just got to figure it all out and do it all ourselves. But that's not the most effective or efficient way to do it. And it's not always the most successful way to do it. I mean, that's why when you talked about your business being eight years old, most small businesses fail before they get to year five, you know, and that's, I think it's one of the big reasons because they kind of get lost in, okay, what do I do next? Or Mm -hmm. how do I solve this issue? Or what are some other options? But unless you have someone there to assist you and a coach um, not only assist you with your business, the business side of it, but also personal development. You know, they can help yes. you with the full picture. So um, I I personally feel like what you do to help business owners keep their business going and take it forward is just priceless because oh, we have the passion, you. we have the great idea, but we get lost in the details. And mm-hmm. especially if you... If you don't come from a family where businesses, you got entrepreneurs all around you, you're the first, you need guidance. You need that mm-hmm. assistant. You need someone to tell you when it's tough, okay, it's supposed to look like this. 
-hmm. supposed to feel like this, but you can still be successful. And a lot of us, I think we don't get those messages. So we just give up. Mm -hmm. So we don't like asking for help. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Because we don't think we're supposed to need it. I that's, think that's right. The biggest thing we we think we're supposed to have all the answers or find yes. the answers quickly, or else we're mm-hmm. failures. But if yep. that was so, then you know I believe you would be the only one here on Earth. Then if you could figure it all out by yourself, you know, you know, why do you need a doctor? You know, you wouldn't even need the business because you would exactly. just know exactly. <laughs> so just get used to knowing you don't know it all, and you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Be careful where you need it and be okay with that. That's the only way to survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. Kudos for what you do. (laughs) No problem. Thank you. Um, And look, and thank you for this platform because I honestly wish I had this to listen to, you know, when I was thinking about getting started or before I got started. You know, this, what what you're doing is also priceless because you're saving people time. You're saving people money. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you're saving people you know <laughs> mental headache and heartache right. you know That's you're, you're also doing a lot for people you know with with this so I, I love it I appreciate that I appreciate that okay uh, let's see now in your industry do you think your business the industry has changed since you started your business Mm-hmm. Because sometimes um, I know one event is COVID. COVID changed a lot of industries. But other than that, or including that, how's your industry changed? I think my industry has changed a lot. People, and I and I guess COVID, you could say COVID was a was a point uh, for many people in that many people struggle with their time pre-COVID, right? Like just busy moving around all the time right, just right. always something to do and for many of us me included when COVID came COVID was a time to which just made you be still you know you things just stopped you know what yep. I mean and I think yep. for the people who were looking not not for COVID obviously but for people who were looking for a reprieve and some right. rest right found that and and kind of um, fell in love with that and right. some people you know use that to the fullest some people were just soaking it in and then when the world started open back up again um like I know I've talked to many people who like felt like they lost something uh-huh. because they lost that time you know they lost uh-huh. they lost that time and and one thing um that they didn't get the lesson that they didn't get in all of that was how to maintain that sense you know, of peacefulness and that they had plenty of time and that they were able to make and create time for what they wanted to do, how uh, to then how to then take that back <laughs> when everything opened got up. You, got you. you know, that has um and so I feel like the people who um if you did not learn how to, you know, transition in that time and how to create those steps, you know, in 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 other um, in other, in other, um, I guess, surroundings or in other times that wasn't like this automatic shutdown, then those people really struggled afterwards right, because right. they they lost something, right? Yeah. You lost that time, you lost, you know, and you lost whatever you were doing in that time, right? Right. And so um, I feel like um, as a result of that, I I found a lot more people talking about 
you know, time management and, and productivity and efficiency um, and things like that. Uh, I feel like what makes me different, though, is is number one, I'm not coming from a nursing perspective, but I am coming from a, a total well-being perspective. And then number two, that. I'm coming from the perspective of um, of being a Black woman. And mm-hmm. Black women don't have the same time as some of the other people that are talking about time. You know, right. white, we know white men, white women. We're just, we just live um it's almost like the whole bootstrap thing where we don't really ask for help we're not really getting you know a lot of help we are used to you know just piling too much you know on our plates because that's just what it is and we understand that Mm -hmm. and so my perspective is I'm also you know coming from that perspective but I do know you know that there are still things you know that that we can do um, as well, things we can utilize, boundaries we can put in place, right? right. We don't a lot of times right. have, you know, the best boundaries with other people um, uh-huh. or ourselves. Right. And so, you know, there are just things that we can do to be successful um, in that. But like you said earlier, you don't know what you don't know. So if right. you don't know how to make those small changes that make the biggest impacts, you don't know. Right. And so um, while, yeah, it has changed a lot, I feel like um, it's put me in a better position to actually be able to explain, you know, what I do and why it's different. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. You make an excellent point. During COVID, we all had more time because we couldn't run out and do all the busy stuff. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't be at work, working and overworking, you know, we had to be home. So mm-hmm. then when COVID, um, um descended we got that busy again and that time we had learned to either relax concentrate on something else be interested in something else was suddenly gone you know Mm -hmm. so yeah it was a struggle trying to deal with okay how do I balance this or do I want to go back to the way it was that's right or how do I recreate my future now differently Mm-hmm. Because maybe I kind of like some of those new elements that I developed during COVID. How do I yeah. keep those and still stay successful? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people transition to working from home. Yes. And also a lot of people left their jobs. They call it the, um, <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, like the great migration. There you go. The great, great resignation. <laughs> yes. Great resignation. Because they realized when they had time to sit home for over a year, and think about how those jobs made them feel. Yes. And feel because they, they really never had a chance to feel free, to mm-hmm. feel themselves, to get to know themselves and to tap mm-hmm. in to all those emotions they were pushing away just to get the work done. You know, just, yes. I just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they realize, I really don't like working here. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> she really doesn't treat me right. I could do better yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. So they started looking for other options. Mm-hmm. So to that point, yeah, yeah, a lot changed, a lot changed. Mm-hmm. You spoke about um, well-being mm-hmm. and in the line of well-being, what would you say, um, what is your go-to when you think about um, what heals you the most spiritually? What do you utilize for that? Spiritually, um, I am, I, I like my, um, like, I have all kinds of devotional books and I'm probably, 
I don't, I don't just use one because <laughs> yeah. I feel like you need different things. Different things require different things, right? Yeah. And so sometimes, yes. you know, I like my, um, my, I have a devotional by uh, Michelle. Uh, what's her name? Oh, because I love it. Hold on. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I love this one here. And Marshawn Evans Daniels. Oh, oh yeah. You oh. can see it. It's called 100 Days of Believing Bigger. So she has a book called Believing Bigger. And okay. then I think the year, a year or two after her book, she um, published this planner. Uh, it's like, well, it's a daily devotional journal. So it's a, a journal. So it's a hundred days of, you know, different devotionals. And they're all, um, it's like 10 days in trust, 10 days okay. on purpose, 10 days on disruption, 10 days okay. on, you know, blessing blockers. And it's, so sometimes she gives you like a little blur. And then it's a, sp- it's a space to journal uh, inside of it too. And then it has a prayer at the end. So some days I'm in that mood where it's like, I just want to read a good word. I want to kind of sit and reflect on what that means for me. And then, you know, just jot down whatever I'm going through. And then there are other times where I use my um, my discipleship journal, which which is more of like a study, studying thing, okay. if you will. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to hear, you know, God's voice if you're not used to being still, you're not used to listening and you're not used to asking him for it. And so discernment was um, discernment of like what his plan was for me and, and, and was I making decisions because that's what I wanted. And that's what I wanted to say I heard, or if that was really, <laughs> really what I heard and really how I was supposed to be moving. And so I love sometimes, you know, I get in those moments where it's like, all right, Lord, am I making this up? Or this is something you really telling me? Cause that's how, that's how I really talk to the Lord. Like, Lord, what is this? What is this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, um, um, you know, I'm I'm in that, and then sometimes I just want to kind of just be quiet and and re- re- reflect. So I would like meditate. So I would say like though between those things of you know meditation, sitting still, and and really digging into either you know the Bible itself or just learning you know around um, my my spiritual journey. I love that. I love that meditation, um, journaling, um. Got it. Very good. Yeah, yeah. devotionals. Very good. So you utilize what fits the need at the time. Yes. But yes. something that's um, cohesive about everything you mentioned is they're all small step solutions. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. it's going to take me three hours to do this. They're very mm-hmm. small step solutions that have very um, that are very impactful. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm very intentional with that. When I told you I am out of cold, I'm black or white. I am a recovering, you know, try not to be perfect. <laughs> and so, and, and so one of my intentions towards not, you know, not being that person and swimming in the warmer waters is kind of chunking down on, um, on my steps. I would have like, you know, 10 steps to one thing, or I would have, I would set all of these, um, sometimes very unrealistic expectations on some things that I wanted to do. And I realized that I was really just sabotaging myself because, you know, I didn't have the time for all of that or I didn't, you know, your your mornings are different. Some mornings I have just 15 minutes. Some mornings I have an hour. You know, that that stuff varies. But being as I'm a very concrete person, it was, oh, if you don't have an hour for it, then you we're just not doing it. And I'm right. like, how sustainable is that? You know, <laughs> right. that is just and it's realistic. You know what I mean? It's just not. Right. So 
So having just, you know, small, small things and, and having options of, right. like you said, of how to do those things really help you to stay successful and to be successful because it, you kind of have different roots, you know, that right. fit. Um, we know in time management, I teach a lot about time blocking and know how long something takes you and being able to assess, I only have this amount of time this day. Right. What can I fit in here? You right. know, so that you can keep moving and, you know, and feel a sense of, of, of progress. So, yeah, that's, right. that's intentional. <laughs> I love that because every day doesn't look the same. Every week no. doesn't look the same. Mm-mm. But but tending to your wellness, mental and spiritually, has to be an everyday thing. It can't just yes. be when I have two hour, two hour block or one hour block. It has to Mm-mm. be, okay, I got five minutes. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love your approach to having multiple avenues for doing it under being able to tap in to feel what fits right now, because that takes a moment too. okay, what, you know, what will work well right now? What do I need? And mm-hmm. also asking the question is, <laughs> am I telling myself <laughs> this law or is this really coming from you? <laughs> am I making this up? Because it's what I want. Listen, to <laughs> I be making stuff up. I love that. I love that. And I think we all do at some point because it's what we want. That's what I want. Yep. Yeah. But is that really the yes. message you're getting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So right along those lines, um, when we talk about total well-being, it includes spiritual well-being, emotional, mental, all those in physical, all those together. And we talked about what you do spiritually. And I mm-hmm. think what you do spiritually also connects with mental well-being because meditation, journaling, uh, in devotion, all that affects your mind also, your mental capacity, yes. how clear your mind is going to be for making decisions and making choices and also tapping in to know, is this me talking or is this God talking? You know, <laughs> am I listening yes. or am I just talking and saying, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So how important do you think that it is for us to be aware of our mental well-being? Oh, I think that's probably number, I would say that's number one. You know, they say where the mind goes, the body follows. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the mind is the gatekeeper of so many things, whether it's the content that, you know, that we're consuming. And I'm not even just talking about, you know, whether it's bad things I'm talking about. Um, whether it's, you know, the news at times where I know I got to a point, I love the news. Like if I probably wouldn't have become a nurse, I feel like maybe I would have done something in like the political science, um, field. I just love, I love watching news. I love like politics and things like that. But I realized that I, I didn't like how it was making me feel physically. Right. You know what I mean? It was just creating, um, like, you know, anxiety and it was just creating like feelings in me that I just I just didn't like you know mm-hmm. it was it was it was uh, it was affecting like my mood I was irritable right. uh-huh. and and I couldn't I didn't know because I'm like I like but I like it you right know? And it's right as many things in like where it's like but I like this exactly. but this isn't <laughs> reacting well to me you know it's just not it's just not working and so knowing that and, and putting myself, you know, I had to take, like, take a time out. Like, I just couldn't watch it at all. And now I do. 
you know, watch it every now and then, but I, I, I read my news a lot more than I watch ah, it. And that's just okay. because for me, how I, you know, how I take that content in, you know, you know, the, the, the method, you know, it, it, it helps me, you know, it's better for me to read it than it is to watch it sometimes because I feel like I take in, you know, the person who's talking about it, the the emotion or however they're saying it and whatever they're saying. And I feel like I take that in versus when I'm reading it, I can take it in as I choose, you know? And so I think that your mental health is, is important because how, you know, how you take things in, what you're taking in, um, the context of of what it is that you're taking in, all of that stuff matters, and it all affects us. And so that self awareness to know that, um, you know, if something isn't isn't, you know, have some standards about how you want to feel, you know, you and go. if things aren't measuring up, then then it's some things that you know might need to be eliminated, might need to be decreased, might need to you know change up a little bit. But um, but yeah, but definitely you know, just set some standards and some, you know, some ground rules, if you will, about, you know, and and some boundaries about how I want to feel, what I want things to do for me, what I don't want, and, you know, and and make things fit into that. You don't have to be subject to, you know, all of the stuff being thrown at you. You know, we get enough of that, where it's like, you know, life throws enough things, and we can't always control all of those other things that are coming at us, but we can surely control um, the things that we are a part of and the things that we are doing. Got you. Have some standards about the way you want to feel. I love that. Very good advice. Very good advice. So looking at being an entrepreneur, um, and you might have shared this with us already. um, I was going to ask, what do you love most about it? I know what you love most about what you do is helping others. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you love most about being in business for yourself? I think it's the, you know, I'm I'm big on time. So I think it's the freedom of time um, that that it offers me and the experiences that I get, you know, as a result of that. Like, you know, I get to take my son to school and pick him up every day since he was five years old, you know, and that's just something you know, you, you just can't buy that, you know, those experiences, those conversations, you know, we pray every morning and now, Mm -hmm. you know, he sometimes will lead the prayer and it's funny to hear his part used to be, you know, in Jesus name, I pray, amen. And now he's praying, you know, it's (laughs) like, it's amazing, you know, it's priceless. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Now, what do you like least about owning your own business? (laughs) Oh, what I like least about it is, um, you know, you get to that point where you don't want to be the the person doing all the things all the uh, time. Uh, and so you you step more from being the business owner to like the CEO, you know, more in the CEO space. Gotcha. And that's the, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm a planner, you know, so uh-huh. I do have a lot of notes and, you know, people who, when I get to that point, I could follow um, regarding that. And I, I do take notes down, like, okay, who would I want on my team? What, you know, what do I need? And you know, all right. of those things. So gotcha. I think, um, you know, the, the legacy building, while it's important, that's probably least what I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it in the terms of, I don't have to do it, but building it and, you know, and right. sustaining that is, yeah, I'm like, Ooh. okay. <laughs> so in five years from now, where do you see your business? In five years from now, I 
I honestly see see my business. I see me being more of like the CEO type. Okay. Um, I see uh, my business as selling licenses um, for for other um, corporations and businesses to teach um, my training technique, so that I'm not necessarily doing it um, okay. anymore, or either or either having people you know on the team that that do it, and I'm just more of the visionary. Got you. You imagine a process. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Now, um, as far as your business goes, what upcoming events do you have that our listeners can take part in? Uh, I have coming up in September. It is a four-week um, time management and implementation program called Timekeepers Ignite. Okay. Uh, and what we will do is 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 really geared for this for this month of September geared against this summer slump that many people get whether it's summer camps having your kids you know at home being off of routine you're you know if you don't have kids you're just off of routine right. it's really just an opportunity <laughs> to kind of you know reflect you know on okay what what have I let go what was I supposed to do what didn't I do what do I need to do and then refocusing you know that in an organized way in order to um, to actually refocus and and actually put the you know those plans back into action, but in a way that still allows you some of that you know summertime mentality and fun you know so that you're not like ah oh, so that you you feel like you're not like oh my summer's over you know time to get back to work you know where uh -huh. you can incorporate a little a little summer into all seasons uh, of your gotcha. life. Okay, I like that. That's it's perfect timing too because it flows into the gets you prepared for the last quarter of the year. And mm -hmm. as we know, in January we make a lot of um, New Year's resolutions or New Year goals, and it's a good time to look at the goals we made for this year and see, okay, mm -hmm. what have we met? What are we close to meeting, or what do we need to redefine? And mm -hmm. I think um, something like the program you are offering would give people a chance to refresh, to not be afraid yes. to look back at those promises they made <laughs> and just redesign them because <laughs> you still have time. <laughs> September, October, November, you got four months, you know, you mm -hmm. got 33% of the year, you know, left to make yeah. something happen, you know, just change those yeah. goals. So it's a great, uh, great idea, I think, especially like you said, after the summer to um, get back engaged in in a way that you don't feel like all your time is gone, but it's just yes. fresh. I like that. I like that. So, and how can our listeners um, find out more about your program or be a part of your program? Where would they go? Where would you like to direct them to? Uh, you can go to my website, uh, which is www.lwapllc.com. Uh, and on that, I have all of my blogs that I, I used to do. Like I left all of my content is, is still on there as well as all of my show notes from my more recent podcast episodes. So there's a lot of um, information there. There is a resources button on the bottom of the webpage. And that gives you access to a lot of um, free trainings, time management, um, how to plug some of your um, time management leaks. So yeah, so there's a lot of, um, there are time management uh, checklists on there. So yeah, a lot of um, resources for people um, who are, you know, looking for help. And you'll also find the link uh, to to the program there as well. Okay. 
So lwapllc.com. Yes. That's li living with the purpose llc.com. Uh-huh. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. And if you had to define what your target market is, what would you say your target market is? Uh, I would say my target market typically uh, is moms um, between the ages of um, 30 to 50 um, who are um, dual, dual minded, I think. So, you know, they, a lot of people have to have nine to five, but definitely know that they have, um, you know, they have a dream that is bigger than what they're doing now. They have a, you know, a goal to serve in a bigger capacity um, than what they're doing now, but they're having a hard time, uh, meshing those two things. They're having a hard time finding, finding the time, you know, that is needed. They know they need the time but it's how to find that time. And I think well-being is, is, is even more important when you're dual because now you have, you know, two competing, you know, stressors, if you will, and, right. and things that, you know, can take you off track and, and, um, and get you off your game mentally. It's, it's just even more important to be able to have the time that you need um, to reset, you know, refresh and recharge yourself. And so that, um, is the is usually on the target market that that I am uh, that I I most uh, have have in common with. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, that's an excellent point because uh, small businesses are the fastest growing businesses in America, and Black women-owned businesses are the fastest portion of that. You know, a lot of Black women are getting in business and we often do it starting with, as you say, dual purpose. It usually starts as a mm -hmm. side hustle, um, trying not to have an expensive hobby. <laughs> right. we, start out, <laughs> we start out the right way while we're doing something else full time or, or, or even just taking care of a household full time and starting mm -hmm. out small and then we grow it and um Again, I think um, your services are even more needed today than they ever were before to help that population get it yes. going and keep it going. Yeah. Um, demystify yes. the process, get organized, and have a great strategy for moving forward. Yes. And and keep your health. You know, you mm -hmm. want to keep your sanity, you want to keep your you want to keep your health. And, exactly. and, and improve it if possible. Yeah. Right, right. And also integrate that well-being, total well-being into the process. Yes. Not mm -hmm. to sacrifice one for the other, but have mm -hmm. a balance. Yes. Beautiful. But thank you, Ebony. We again, we so, feel so blessed and so grateful that you were a part of our program today, sharing your wisdom, your experiences, all the great tidbits you did to our listeners to help them along their journey with um, Living with the Purpose, LLC. I want to, again, invite our listeners to visit your website, www.lwapllc.com to check out your resources and your videos in your Summer Slump program coming up in September so they can be a part mm -hmm. of that. So thank you so yes. much. We appreciate you. We look forward to being a part of your success and hopefully have you come back again and join us.
Of course. But just let me know. I can talk to you all day like that. Your voice is so <laughs> it's so calming and I love <laughs> I loved all of your all of your questions. And I think like I said, what you're doing, um, you know, people won't even realize the importance of it to themselves until they've gotten in their journey and realized like, ah, oh, I heard about that. <laughs> you know, then I talked about that because because it's gonna happen. So yeah. <laughs> This is Wonderful. amazing. Thank I, you for I, 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 I take that. Thank you. <laughs> so you enjoy the rest of your day and we would definitely be in touch. Be well. All right, thank you. You too. Women of Color in Business is sponsored by Saver Living. Saver Living produces a bold, beautiful, and holistic self-care box for individual purchase, subscription purchase, as well as servicing entrepreneurs and corporate wellness programs. If you enjoyed today's show, as we hope you did, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And please rate us five stars and leave a review. We appreciate you so much. We'd love it if you spread the word on social media using the hashtag SaverLiving22. That's S-A-B-O-R Living22. I'm Lynette Cottrell. You've been listening to Women of Color in Business a holistic business sister circle.